So it's where the anointing lies. It's where the anointing lies in the hay, he says. So I'm yeah. going to hand over to Aaron, and he's going to bring the word for us today. Cool. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you guys. Isn't it so good to belong to a church where we leave room for the Holy Spirit to move and to, to pray for each other, to, to see what he wants to do, and just not rush things. So that's amazing. That's where I want to start, really. Uh, we are going to look at John 17 this morning, just very briefly, and it's kind of a launch pad for where I think God wants to take us. But I just want to start with a, a quick story from a few weeks ago. Um, I was with some other youth workers um, from around Whitley Bay and around um, Newcastle, and um, I'm fairly new to the youth work in this area, so we got together just so I could get to know them, hear where they're coming from, hear their hearts, and just find out what's going on around the area. And we had a great time um, getting to know each other, a couple of hours together, and um, after that um, came to an end, we said, let's get another date in the diary so we can pray together as well. Um, so we, we got our, our phones out and booked a date in, booked a time in, and then it came to the venue, and I said, why don't we meet at the bay? Um, kind of make it easy for myself. Um, and the, one of the girls that was there, um, her response was really encouraging. She said, yeah, let's meet at the bay, because I want some Holy Spirit action. <laughs> Now, I love that, because it, it tells me, something, well, confirms what we already know, that this is a place where the Holy Spirit is free to be himself, where he's free to move in power, where he, we, we, we expect him um, to do things. We expect him to bring healing. We expect him to bring miracles. And I love that we're a part of that. that um, it's actually one of the reasons that Rachel and I uh, decided to come to the Bay when we were looking for churches. When we moved to Newcastle, we were so um, welcomed into this place by so many people, but it was so obvious that the Holy Spirit is here and that people are hungry um, for more of him. And we were in a place of ready to, to grow in the gift of the Spirit and get to know the Holy Spirit more. One of the things that's been um, really interesting is I've shared um, the story of, of meeting those youth workers um, just over the last couple of weeks to, uh, to people from the Bay who have been here uh, long, longer than I have, um, was that it, uh, it hasn't always been so immersed in the Holy Spirit. Um, a few people have mentioned that the Bay has been on a journey of going deeper and deeper into life of the Spirit. Um, not that the Bay was ever a place where it was anti-Holy Spirit, but just that perhaps it wasn't so immersed in, in the life of the Spirit, and the gifts weren't so freely flowing. And again, that was really encouraging to me. That tells me that the Bay is a church that's on a journey of going deeper and deeper into the life in the Spirit. It, it reminded me of... Um, the, the vision that the prophet Ezekiel has in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 47, Ezekiel is caught up in an amazing vision. He's caught up in a, an encounter with God and he sees the temple of God up on high. And then this, underneath one, the doorway of the temple, the river is flowing. Yeah. And there's a man in that vision and Ezekiel um, is invited by that man to step into that river. So he takes a step into it and, and the river comes up to his ankles. And then the man says, take another step. And so he takes another step forward, and the river comes up to his knees. And then he says, take another step, and it comes up to his waist. And then he says, take another step, and Ezekiel's like, it's too deep. <laughs> he's, he's worried about getting drowned in the river. And that is an amazing picture, because the, the, the temple is a dwelling place of God, and the river is symbolic of the, the Holy Spirit. Jesus often talks about the living waters and, and the rivers, and and it, it says it's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So the river in Ezekiel's vision is symbolic of life in the Spirit. And Ezekiel is continually being asked to go deeper and deeper into the life of the Spirit. And that is the journey that we as a church are on. That God is continually asking us to go deeper and deeper. 
And I think today God's saying, take another step into that river. There's more to come. The journey has by no means ended, and we're in an exciting time at the bay, and I just feel like the Father is saying there's more to come. So as we look at John 17, um, you can get your Bibles open. We're not going to go too much into John 17. We could spend all eternity looking at this. It's so deep in theology, so deep in um, just amazing language and, and what Jesus is praying for. But, but before we look at the content, I really just want to focus on the context of John 17. It's really important when you look at Scripture, not just to look at the content, but to look at the context as well, to, to look at where in, in the Bible and the stories that um, these chapters are happening, what happens beforehand, and also what happens afterwards as well. So if you look at um, what's happening before, it, this is a, a time when Jesus is with his disciples. He's, he's in the upper room with them. He's had three years of ministry, of preaching, doing signs and wonders, revealing the Father's heart. And towards the end of his ministry, he's brought his disciples together into the upper room. And for those of you whose love language is quality time, this is Jesus expressing quality time. This is him getting one-to-one, face-to-face time with his disciples, away from the crowds, away from ministry, away from distractions. He just wants quality time with his disciples. And it starts at John chapter 13. And he starts by washing uh, their feet. He's, he's teaching them about servant leadership. He's calling them to do the same. And then in this, um, John 15, he's, he talks about being the vine and his disciples being the branches. And, and Richard um, unpacked that brilliantly last week. And then in John chapter 16, he's talking about life in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is, is investing in his disciples at quiet times with them in the upper room. And then if you jump ahead after John 17, what happens afterwards in chapter 18, Verse 1, it says, After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of the olive trees. So Jesus leaves the upper room with his disciples and starts facing towards the cross. His focus has changed from his disciples to the cross. And as um, the next few chapters unfold, we know that that's the, the scene start of unfolding that, that leads eventually to his crucifixion and his resurrection. And we're going to be looking at it in, in the next few weeks leading up to Easter. The thing I really want to highlight today is that Jesus is in the time of transition. As we look at John 17, he's in a moment of change. He's had his focus for three years on his disciples and doing ministry. And then in John chapter 18, he's focusing on the cross. He's about to fulfill his mission. And in the middle of that season change, in the middle of that time of transition, he prioritizes prayer. John chapter 17, verse 1. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father... And then he continues to pray. In the middle of a time of transition, Jesus prioritized prayer. And I think that's, that's a lesson in that for today. That's, that's a, it's really important for us to, to, um, to remember that because at the Bay, we're in a time of transition. We're in a time of change. You'll remember that last year, um, the Lord spoke to Alan and gave him a word about God wanting to form a new wineskin at the Bay because there's a new season coming where he wants to pour out more of his spirit, more of his love, and more of his power. And so he wanted to to form a new wineskin, a new way of operating, a new way of of functioning as a body. So we're in a time of change as as we seek God for what that looks like. And people across the church are being asked to to step up into positions of leadership or to, to get involved in ministry where perhaps they haven't been before. We're being stretched both kind of individually in terms of what's being expected of us and what's being asked of us by God. And 
Um, but well, corporately as well, we're in a time of change. And the church is growing every week. It's really exciting to see new faces come. And if you're here um, for the first time, we're really glad you're here. It's so exciting to see that God is bringing people to the bay. So we're in a time of numerical growth as well as spiritual growth. And obviously, we are looking for a new building as well. So again, just another sign of the change that, that we're a part of at the moment that God is bringing to us. So during all this transition, all the changes, all these decisions that are being made, all the kind of the meetings that we have to have, the, the times of seeking God for what it is, just like Jesus, we need to prioritize prayer. Now, don't get me wrong, I think we always need to prioritize prayer. You don't get very far in the Christian life without praying. Um, so I'm not saying that uh, prayer is any less of a priority, but I, I do think that um, during times of transition, prayer is the one thing that can often get forgotten. Before we go on to that, I just want to watch a quick video. is 13. But did you see the moon walking bear? There he is. It's easy to miss something you're not looking for. Hands up, did anyone see the moonwalking bear the first time? Apart from the people who were here yesterday. <laughs> so a few people saw it, so. It's easy to miss something you're not looking for. When we're asked to focus on the team in white and count how many balls were there, uh, they, were, they passed, it's, it's so easy to miss a bear walking across the screen. It's amazing, isn't it? And there's a few videos on YouTube, it's really funny to, to notice how easy it is to miss something. And, when there's lots of activity going on, it's easy to miss something. And, and during times of change, during times of transition, during times of growth, it's easy to miss what God might be doing. He is bringing people, he is changing things, but it, we want to stay focused on what he's saying and what he's doing as well. So during times of transition, during, where the kind of activity increases, where new things start happening, we want to um, make sure we're in places of prayer, carve out times of prayer and seeking God so we can stay focused on what he's doing and what he's saying. There's a story in uh, Luke which highlights this really well, and it's a very familiar story, but I just want to remind us of it. It's Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you, care where my sis don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. It's such a simple and short story, but so profound. It's a story of two sisters who have Jesus in their home, but they respond so differently. Now, I think... Um, 
Martha gets a bit of a, a hard time with this story because actually if you look at the beginning of the story, it's Martha that opens her home to Jesus. It's her, it's, it's her that welcomes Jesus in. But it's really important to highlight that because actually somewhere along the way, she got distracted. Her focus was on Jesus, but somewhere along the way, when she started thinking about the preparations that had to be made and the things that had to be done, she lost track of what Jesus was doing when he was just sitting there speaking. She got distracted by serving Jesus rather than spending time with him. Mary, on the other hand, when Jesus um, came in, sat at his feet and listened. I love that picture of just of someone sitting at Jesus' feet, not asking him anything, just spending time with him. Again, quality time. And I think Jesus loved that time as well. I don't think it's just about us uh, as Christians enjoying time with Jesus. I think we need to just remember that Jesus enjoys spending time with us. Now, I was going to ask for two volunteers, but I, um, yesterday I was with Lily and Grace, and they were my volunteers, and they've actually nominated two people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that those two people are here. Um, so Mark Birchmachin, if you'd like to step forward. <laughs> and Nikki, would you be happy to step forward? <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe, Nikki, can you go first? You can hold that. If we just step over this side a bit, that'd be great, thank you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So if you could just pour that jug of water over Mark. No, no, I'm joking. Maybe after the service we'll do that. So, um, Nikki, can you just pour me a glass of water? Brilliant, thank you. Beautifully done. She's done it before, I think. That's amazing, thank you. Okay, um, can you pass the jug to Mark, please? Mark, if you could just do the same, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's try again. Now that's when I take it away. <laughs> brilliant. Thank you very much. Just give me a round of applause. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Nikki. So we've got two glasses of water. One is full and one has got a little bit, not, not much. So the glass that was still is full. The glass that was moving around is empty. It's hard to fill something that's moving around. God wants to pour out his spirit. And I think he's asking us to carve out times of stillness, of quietness, away from the distractions of, of preparations and busyness so he can fill us with his spirit. It's interesting the first time the, the Spirit is poured out um, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, he pours it out on a people who are hungry and waiting. He doesn't pour it out on a busy church. He, he, Jesus called the disciples to the upper room uh, in Acts to wait for him. They were together. They weren't doing ministry. They were just sitting there, and it says they were praying. In that place of prayer, that's when the Holy Spirit came down, and then it launched them into the ministry. There has to be a place of prayer, first of all, of waiting, of being still, so we can receive from Jesus. I'm going to finish there, really. I, I want to um, make sure we've got lots of time for worship and prayer. Um, 
I don't really want to go too deep in John 17 today. I just felt like it's a simple reminder. I know a lot of us would have heard this before, and sometimes we just need to be reminded the simplicity of what God wants to do. It's not complicated. He just wants to spend time with us. And in that place of just spending time with him, whether it's in, in worship, in reading his word, in, in prayer, we get filled. We get, receive everything he wants to do. And as a church, there are promises that God has spoken to us about all that is to come, the growth that's to come, the, the changes that are going to come, the new wineskin, the harvest that's to come. And I'm so excited. I know we're excited for what's to come. But before that happens, let's remember to, to keep the place of prayer a priority, both individually in our kind of own walks with Jesus, in our family lives, in a, in, in, in maybe in work, and corporately as well. Let's remember to keep prayer a priority. I'm going to finish where I started in, with that um, Ezekiel vision. It's, um, it's an amazing vision when, when that man invites Ezekiel to go deeper into the river. The man invited Ezekiel, but Ezekiel had to take a step forward. It required an action of him to go deeper into the spirit. And so I just want to finish with a few, um, few suggestions for today, but also um, just for this week. Alan's already mentioned there's a sense where God is calling us um, to fast this week. Um, and that's really exciting. There seems to be a corporate sense of God bringing people together and, and fasting. It's because he wants to do something. He's asking us to remove things from our week so that we can move towards him. He's asking us to take our attention off of the, kind of the physical things so we can get closer to him. So if that's something you want to do, then... By all means, yeah, share it with people. It's, it's e- a lot easier to fast when you're doing it with people than it is individually, so this is an exciting time. Um, so again, just to highlight that, that that's a, an action that we can take um, to get closer to God and to receive from him. Um, this morning, as I said, we've got lots of time for prayer and worship, so I'm going to invite the band to come up soon as well. And if you just want to say yes and take an Ezekiel step forward, then this space at the front is going to be um, available just to come and spend time with Jesus. And um, there'll be people, if, if you want to pray with somebody, then the, uh, people will be here to pray with as well. But if you just want to say yes um, and take a step forward to more, for more of Jesus, more of his Holy Spirit, then we're going to leave time and room for that at the front here. And thirdly, I just really wanted to, um, to say, I, I really felt it's been in my heart the last couple of days that we pray for Lynn and Isabel as well. Um, Lynn obviously heads up the worship and Isabel heads up prayer. And these guys are, are leading the way in, in, in making sure our focus is on Jesus in terms of the worship and the prayer of things. And um, it's so exciting to see what God is doing um, with these guys. And just as a church, we, we want to say thank you and just honor what God has given you guys. Um, and we want to bless you today. So I really felt that if there are people here who want to pray for Isabel and Lynn, um, they're going to be standing on this side. And feel free to come and gather around them as well. Um, I haven't asked you, asked Isabella if it's okay to share this, but I just, when I was praying for her um, a couple of weeks ago, um, it was really, God gave me a really amazing picture where um, he showed kind of like, a, like an overview of around Whitley Bay, and there was loads of darkness around the area. And then I saw this arrow come and pierce through that darkness, and it was a really sharp arrow, and I, and I knew that that arrowhead was Isabel. I knew that what she, was, she was like an arrowhead that was piercing the darkness and in worship and prayer, there's so much unseen stuff that happens, but I think that's a picture of what happens when we pray and when we worship. It pierces the darkness. And in prayer and worship, it is, there's, a, there's an intimacy with Jesus that's available to us, but it's also a warfare thing as well. 
And so I just, yeah, I just want to say, I think tonight, uh, sorry, this morning, it'd be a good chance to stand around Isabel and Lynn and just honour what God is doing with them and to bless them as they lead the way in that. So could I ask the worship band to come up, um, apart from Lynn? Natasha, would it be all right to lead some stuff? That'd be brilliant. (laughs) 